Hello and welcome back to the Gloomy Star Podcast. I'm your host, Henry Bilbrey. Today we'll be talking about the men in black. Thank you so much for joining me on this wonderful but gloomy day. As always, I'm Henry Bilbrey, your host. Um, so the Men in Black are mysterious people that um come and talk about or like just talk to people that have had UFO things. Like, so say you saw an alien. Or someone that worked at um, NASA or Area 51 and got fired, talked to you about something, and you decided to write a book about it, they would show up and say, you don't publish the book. And some people have been found dead for not listening to the Men in Black. So... That's what we're going to be talking about today. Before we start, though, go check out my TikTok at the podcast thing and Facebook. Go to my um, personal Facebook and then you can go to the Gloomy Star Insider is where I will be unboxing my um, Robert the Doll um, lookalike. It's not the real one, but it has a piece of straw from the real Robert the Doll and they're going to put it in there. So, yeah. We're going to unbox it, and the video is going to be on there. Um, So I guess we can get started. Is it possible that the story of the men in black, the mysterious figures that would become the subject of um, fanaxation in the UFO conspiracy circles and eventually break into mainstream popular culture, can be tracked back to one day? June 27th, 1947. It's quite possible that it all started with a man, a boy and a dog, on a boat. As the story goes, Harold Dahl was on a controversial mission on the Puget Sound near the eastern shore of Washington's Murray Island, gathering logs, when he saw six donut-shaped obstacles hovering about a half a mile above his boat. Before long, one of them fell nearly 1,500 feet by raining metal by raining metal debris, some of which hit Dallas' son, Charles, on his arm, as well as as well as one of as well as the aircraft with his camera which he later showed to his supervisor, Fred Chrisman. A skeptical skeptical Chrisman went back to the scene to look for himself and saw a strange aircraft with his own eyes. The following morning, 
doll was visited by a man in a black suit. They ended up at a local diner, where the man was able to recount the extraordinary detail with doll, but had experienced. What I have said is proof to you that I knew a great deal more about the experience of yours than you will want to believe, the man said, according to the author Grace Barks' 1956 book, they too knew much about flying saucers. Dahl was told not to speak about the incident. If he did, bad things would happen to him and his family. They supposed, the supposed events of Murray Island continued to fuel conspiracy theories to this day. Even though a U.S. government inv investigation deemed it a hoax after Dahl and Crimson later admitted as much, in particular, to mention of the man in the black suit would evolve into a key obsession for UFO enthusiasts and spread into American pop culture. Thanks to a comic book series and a blockbuster movie trilogy, in all of their different incarnations, the men in black, it might be, usually have one main purpose, to muzzle witness of a strange paranormal phenomena. They almost always wear black suits and hats with dark sunglasses, drive black cars, and arrive in groups of two or three. Some describe them as one would an FBI agent, of, while other recall them the MBI, MIB as having strange appearance, appearances, sometimes with supernatural features like glowing eyes and strange complexions. The cover of Gray's Barker's book, they knew too much about flying saucers. So, how do you get from Holdell to Will Smith? The transformation of the story from the first press release in Fultlork Tale was a comic towards, and now a film illustrates how the myth is transformed, wrote Phil Planton in the New York Times. After the time, the first Men in Black movie was released in 1977. That process is not like the children's game of telephone, or what the literacy critic Harold Bloom calls invitation by invitation by misinterpretation. Sticking with the telephone analogy, the first call was made to Keith Arnold, a pilot who had his own aligned UFO sighting on June 24, 1947, near Mount Rainer, Washington. Through, though it happened three days after the Mary Island incident, it was the first widely reported sighting and it often and a touched off the saucer sensation. As, as was written in 1949 government report on flying saucers. The report states that Dolan Crimson reached over to Chicago Magazine to attempt to sell their story, and their magazine editor con contacted Arnold, hoping he could help verify their account. Arnold told Send Mode 2 officers of Army A2 Intelligence to aid the investigation of Dahl and Crimson, claim according to their report. Well, I think we're going to go on a short break, and then we'll go back into the Men in Black. Okay, back from the break, let's get back into it. 
In July 1947, two Army 8... Oh, did we read that? Intelligence officers came to investigate after leaving in their B-25 the next day. The plane caught fire and crashed, killing both officers and doing nothing to quiet UFO conspiracists. But the Mary Island glory gained little notice in the UFO community until Barker's 1956 book, in which he wrote of this, File on the Mary Island Case that largely consisted of the writings by Ray Palmer, the Chicago Magazine editor, referred to the government's report. Barker went on to connect the dots between the man who wore a black suit, who took Doll to breakfast, and their similarly dressed men who allegedly visited a young UFO enthusiast named Albert K. Beener in 1957. It was Beener who almost single-handedly uninsured the plague of the men in black. Just as Arnold enjoyed the era of UFO, um, Ungulfus Nick Freedom wrote in his book, The Real Men in Black, but in the Barker's book that told Binner's story, thus introducing the concept of the MIB to a much wider audience. Keith Arnold Center looks at a photo of an unidentified flying object they sighted while en route to, on a route to Seattle, Washington, with pilots E.J. Smith and Ralph E. Stevens. It still has an important legacy, says Robert Schieffer, a UFO researcher. For his, its publication, nobody outside... Um, a very narrow group of subscribers to Flying Saucer's newsletter, newsletter had ever heard of a Bender or his MBI. Barker described Bender's visitor as three men in black suits with threatening expressions on their face, three men who walk in on you and make certain demands, three men who know that what you know with the sauce, that the saucers are real. Bender is his own 1962 book, Flying Saucers and the Three Men, described the MBI as much more frightening. They floated about a foot off the floor. They looked like clergymen, but wore hats similar to Homburg style. The faces were not clearly describable, for the hats partly hid and shaded them. The eyes of all three figures suddenly lit up like flashing bulbs. They seemed to burn into my very soul. At the pains above my eyes became almost unbearable, wrote Bender. Barker would go on to write several more books related to the paranormal and UFOs, including 1970's The Silver Bridge, which helped spread the story of another popular paranormal figure, the creature known as Mothman. But now, much of his writing has done in good faith has been called in question by many in the UFO research community. Barker made it clear to me that he does not take the MBI or Mothman very seriously, says Schieffer, who correspond with Barker on occasion. However, he believed that there was still something mysterious about the whole UFO and paranormal thing. Well, that's the story of the Men in Black, and... I thought it was really cool. I saw a, um, what's that show called? I don't remember what it was. It was like a paranormal show about it.
I thought it was pretty cool, and I thought I would do it on the show. Um, well, I still haven't co-hosted with Tony Bruski, but it's still the same day from when I recorded last week's episode and the week before that's episode and next week's episode too. Um, yeah. Um, definitely go to email gloomystar.ghost.gmail.com with your ghost stories or murder stories or UFO sightings. Um, put pictures in if you have them, please. Um, also, if you could, if you'd like to buy a Gloomy Star shirt, they're $30. Um, you get... The Gloomy Star shirt for $13, and then Bath Bomb for $10. Um, email gloomystar.ghost at gmail.com with subject line shirts or bath bombs. Um, shipping is $16, or if I know you, I can just give it to you when this whole pandemic thing is ended. Um, I don't really have much to talk about because everything I've really done this week was in the last three episodes. So, yeah. Um, but I don't know what's happening with the coronavirus when this airs, but hopefully it's doing good. Right now is May. Oh, no, it's May. What's how many days are in May? Um, it's the last day of May is what I'm trying to get at. Um. So, I think this is coming out on, like, 19th or something. So, I'm not really sure. Um, so, yeah. Um, well, there hasn't been much else happening in the world right now. I've been checking my email. I haven't been getting very, very many ghost stories. Come on, people. Keep sending them in. Please. Please. Please, please, please. I'm, I'm just doing all the sides of my microphone. So can you tell me if you can, like, if you're wearing headphones or something, no, if you're wearing Apple um, AirPods, tell me if you can hear this, like, in, like, different sides. Because I don't know if you can or not. Because I have them, but... I know there's those really cool videos where, like, people, like, put a microphone in the middle and they, like, act like someone's cutting their hair. And it's really cool. You have to have AirPods to listen to them, and they're, but they're really cool. I like those things. Um, so I haven't very, yeah, haven't done pretty much anything, really, besides go to my uncle's house. And that's about it. Um... I don't have any more personal ghost stories to share, really. Oh, so go support me on Patreon. It's $10 a month to be a ghost hunter. You get an extra episode every week. Um, you get pretty much... You get a lot. You get deals on merch. You get your stories before the public. And you can get them on the um, ghost hunter episodes. And you also get a super duper long Halloween episode and Christmas episode. So that's good. And you'll also get um, an early release on my 
um, episode where I interviewed Tony Brusky. I still haven't recorded that yet, but I'll put that on there before everybody else hears it. So go do that. Go do go 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 do it. Um, I'll probably be doing a giveaway pretty soon too. Um, yeah. So I don't really have very much else to talk about. Like I said the last five times. I'm hoping to do, like, give, I'm going to have, I want to do, like, a bath today with, like, Epsom salt and, like, essential oils. So, I think I'll do that today after I finish recording podcasts for the month, which is what I'm going to start doing now instead of doing them every week. Because I think it's a lot better, and I just, I give, I devote a day every month instead of my weekend all year. So, I think this would be better. Um... Well, I don't know what's wrong with my fish. One of them has, like, a string coming out of them, and it's been there for, like, three days. I thought it was poop at first, but um, it hasn't still on them, so I don't know what it is. I think we might have to go to the fish doctor. Is that even a real thing? Like, I don't know. Some people probably have, like, fish that they, like, keep for like 20 years and they're like they're a dog but I don't see how you can get that attached to a fish can you get that attached to a fish like yeah and there was this other fish that I got it's like called a zebra fish and when I got it it was an inch long and now it's still an inch long and they said it was going to get a lot bigger they said it was going to be like two inches but it's only like an inch and a half now I've had it for like seven months and I also at one of the pet stores that I get my pet food um they have these fish these feeder fish that they give to like frogs and things or whatever or like snakes and stuff I think it's penguins that they give no they're like super duper tiny they're like a two centimeters and I felt really bad for them so I bought four of them so I could save their lives. Was I'm a good person and I want to save their lives. So now only one of them's still alive, but it's pretty big. It's a lot bigger than when I got it. And it's my favorite fish because I saved his life. And his name is Carl. Yeah. Quarantine people. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think that's going to wrap up today's episode of the Gloomy Star Podcast. I'm your host, Henry Belbury. If if you see a man in black, don't tell them about your UFO sighting. If you find a creepy doll in the woods, never bring it home. Don't go down in the basement if someone has a knife. And, well, remember you're never alone. Thanks so much. Peace, guys. Bye.